0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Eric Edholm joins us on the show right now, Yahoo Sports. He's an NFL writer. He's an NFL draft expert. This guy knows what he's talking about. He knows what's going on in Indianapolis. Eric, thank you for joining us, my friend.
2: Uh, Just warming up at the pen, man. What's going on?
1: I want to ask you a question here, not even draft-related, but you're a guy who's yep. a man of leisure, a man who has, who has experienced things. Hickey, I said, I made a mention about the Tremendous 12. Hickey did not know what the Tremendous 12 is. It's a breakfast from Perkins. I said Ben Roethlisberger's had many of them, uh, which was a personal shot, but what are you going to do? I mean, I'm fat too, so what are you going to do? Uh, even though he looked better in that video, I said he looked, be- looked way better. I thought he was going to look in that video of him throwing. Uh, have you ever had the tremendous twelve?
2: I haven't. No, I mean we we had a thing called I think it was called the cycle, and I don't remember if it was at Denny's or one of those types of restaurants. We made it up ourselves, but it was like uh. you had to order like four different things and eat them all. And that was back in my uh, you know my college days, my competitive eating days. So. Uh. <laughs> I can't say that I've had the Perkins version of uh, the tremendous 12.
1: Oh, man, it is the be- three eggs, four pancakes. I think you get a side of hash browns. You get like and they oh, wow. like you know and that's the like the hash browns or breakfast potato thing. Then there's bacon yeah. and then you get sausage. I mean, it's a whole thing. It is it's a carb protein oh, bomb, right? God, it's the right way to start off a day. That's what it is. <laughs> Unpaid testimonial to the fine folks at Perkins. Eric, uh people are going nuts about this offensive line class. Uh, Mekhi Becton, uh, ran like the wind yesterday. I mean, it was art that I saw on NFL network. Uh, how good is this offensive line class where it, it's been a little herky jerky. Some of the best offensive linemen that we see in the league, some of the best tackles, especially that we see in the league right now, Eric, it, they struggled their first year or two.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. I mean, I think there's still that, that transition period from college to the NFL. You know, some guys have never been in a three point stance, you know, I mean, some have worked in offenses that you're not going to see routinely with every single team, but there has been a kind of a meeting in the middle where NFL teams are finally starting to adopt some of these, these college concepts and, you know, they may have done it initially for the quarterback talent. You understand why, but I think it really benefits the O oh, tackles and the guards and centers too. And, you know, The talent in this group is very, very good. To your point, I don't know that every single one of them is going to step in day one and be, you know, a franchise savior at left tackle or whatever. But, yeah, I mean, Becton, I've been high on him. I put him at number 10 in my mock draft about three months ago, and people are saying, what? But men that big who move that well just don't fall. I mean, they go very high. They're, They're extremely rare. You know, the, Tristan Wurst from Iowa put in a banner workout. He's a big dude, too. He's 320 pounds. So, he's great. You know, Je- Jedrick Wills from Alabama looked great in the drill. This is a very good tackle group. Interior, I'm a little less excited about. But, man, I, I think this is this is exactly what the NFL needs for, for those uh, OL needy teams.
1: Well, you want to know what I was thinking first off because I, I couldn't help but think of Orlando Brown Jr., where he's 6'8", 300, about right. the same weight as Makai Becton and – had the worst combine in NFL history and is a pro bowler just a couple of years in with the Baltimore Ravens. How much of a crapshoot is all this even with the combine?
2: Oh, no doubt. I mean you can see prospects get a bump from their workouts when they probably shouldn't. You know, you have to go back to the tape and say, hey, can they play? I mean, are these these good technicians? Are they are they assignment sound? Do they do they, you know, counter well and do they, you know, recover the way you need to in the NFL with these speed rushers and the counter move guys and the strength guys, and I mean, the handwork in the NFL is really what separates. That's why a guy like Joey Bo or Nick Bosa rather, last year was able to step right in and be so good. So I think some of the defensive linemen coming to this league now have incredible, you know, weight balance, hand technique, all that stuff, and that really stresses the old linemen. So you can be a phenomenal athlete, but if you don't have that great technique and are polished in that regard. You know, Unless you're Beckton-sized, where you have a huge wingspan, or you're just massive, and people can't go through you, uh, it's going to take a while to adjust.
1: Other than those offensive linemen, especially those tackles, what what's a great position group for a fan out there looking for some of that stuff?
2: Yeah, and it's, it, it's a position group that's so easy to appreciate as wide receiver. I mean, this I don't know that it's going to be the best high-end group, meaning... You know, there there may not be a a Calvin Johnson or an A.J. Green or a Mike Evans type of player in this draft, but the sheer depth. I mean, we're going to go into day three, rounds four, five, six, with really talented wide receivers still left on the board. And that's not the case every year. Last year was a pretty good wide receiver group. I I think it was very, very solid. This year, though, I think has a chance to be one of the deepest – Uh, In recent memory. So I don't know that it stacks up to that Evans OBJ group from, you know, was it 2013 or 14? I forget the year, but, but the sheer depth is going to be fascinating to see how many great talents slip far into the draft.
1: You talk to fans. Yeah, I know. I know guys in front offices don't talk to fans. And I've I've had to knock myself out of these terrible habits too because it's like well you know good quarterbacks don't come from USC well good running backs don't come from Penn State Henry Ruggs he runs a four two seven forty the other guy who ran faster than him that was John Ross that guy can't stay on the field like I have to continuously tell myself like these are different people they will respond differently even though they might come from the same places or there might be some sort of a similar stat with them
2: yeah I mean. It, it you always have to remind yourself, right. That you're scouting the the name on the back of the Jersey, not the name on the front. Right. I mean, uh, you know, there was a bias in against, you know, Florida wide receivers. There was a bias toward Penn state linebackers for years. And, you know, you still have to look at the prospects individually. And I mean, for a guy like rugs, I mean, he's, he's super fast, but what I love about him too is that he's highly competitive and he's a good route runner. Maybe not a great one yet, but a very, very good one explosive athlete, you know, any other team in the country that didn't have Jerry Judy and Jalen Waddle and and Devontae Smith. I mean, you know, we'd be talking about a guy who put up in insane numbers, but having to share the load, obviously that kind of cut into his production a little bit. So, you know, I, I'm not going to just sit there and say he's a fast guy because I've seen enough on tape of him, you know, chasing down the Tennessee safety 50 yards down the field after an interception or you know, throwing a block on a a Judy catch this year that I thought was fantastic. That, to me, just says that he's not just a track star. He is a football player and one who I think has a place in the NFL right away.
1: Is Jordan Love going to end up being a top-ten pick?
2: I think so. You know, I I, I didn't know coming into the week. I think coming into the week, I was thinking somewhere between, you know, the Colts at 13 and and somewhere in the, the early 20s. That seemed to be the the range I'd, I'd gather, but the more I talk to people in Indy, the more it looms as kind of a trade-up type of situation where, you know, you can't exactly pinpoint his spot, but uh, it's looking pretty good that I think he'll go that high. The question is, does a team like the L.A. Uh, Chargers, rather? The, are they going to be the ones who, you know, sit there and say, we're not getting, too, uh, we're not getting Herbert just the way it shakes out, is this our guy? And, and if so, do they feel good about Tyrod Taylor or their situation in front of them? So I I think there's a great chance that ends up happening.
1: Eric Edholm with us, Yahoo Sports, NFL writer, NFL draft guy. Follow this guy on Twitter. He's one of the very best out there. Follow him on Twitter, and his Twitter handle is, because I wrote it down and then I lost it, at Eric <laughs> underscore Edholm, because I knew that there was an underscore in there. I just didn't know where it was. Eric Edholm <laughs> with us on the show. All right, what are the real warts with Joe, Bruno, don't, or Joe Burrow? Don't say... Don't give me hand size. Give me something Give me something I can really sink my teeth into. Did, did not enough people go to his birthday party? Is there a right. CD pass? What, what do I got here? What do I got here?
2: Yeah, yeah. Back in seventh grade, he called a kid a uh, jerk, and, uh, you know, scouts are really concerned. Now, I, I it, it probably comes down to the fact that if you're one of those teams that's enamored with elite physical traits, like the, you know, the the 6'5 frame and the 200 and you know, 35 pound body and, you know, all that stuff. And that the cannon for an arm, he doesn't really have that. So, I mean, he's got good enough, I believe traits in those, in those capacities, but, you know, he's not out there making those, those Mahomes throws where, you know, it just cuts through uh, defenders and things like that. So he's more of a ball placement guy. Yes. He's got that improvisational ability. Um, You know, his accuracy is uncanny, though. I, I just think it counterbalances any questions about his arm strength. But, you know, there may be certain schemes where it, it, it's not as appreciated as others. I still think we're talking about a darn
1: good prospect, though. Tua Tagovailoa, your thoughts?
2: I'm still gathering information on the medical stuff. I think the, the probably the, the, the most accurate report I got from, from an evaluator this week was there wasn't anything we weren't expecting. So that's a good, that's good news. That's good. I know there was a glowing report on NFL Network. You know, if it's not information that I'm personally gathering, I'm always going to assume that it comes from an agent or, you know, some biased party. I'm not saying that's the case, but I have to assume it is, right? So I'm only going to trust the stuff that I hear firsthand, people I trust. You know, there didn't seem to be any un- uh, uncertainty or worry at this point that he's behind or that there's anything that we don't know. So – it's going to come down to his, his throwing session in April and, you know, how he moves, how he looks. I can tell you I followed him down the hallway, and, you know, this is a guy who was on crutches not that long ago. He was, he was walking comfortably and well. There didn't seem to be any kind of hitch in his gait. You know, all those little signs kind of add up to an encouraging start so far.
1: Eric at home joining us on the show. All right, I got like two minutes. I got to ask you, it, the, the debate has raged online here over the last couple of days. If you were Detroit, you're at that number three spot. Right. Would you go after a quarterback? Would you maybe try to trade up with Washington? It's interesting. I mean, obviously,
2: everything that, that the Detroit Brass, you know, Bob Quinn and, and Matt Patricia have said is that, you know, we're not trading Stafford. And that makes sense because they would take a massive cap hit. But what about the scenario of them taking, you know, keeping Stafford and then drafting Tua or Jordan Love or whoever? You know, I can't rule it out. But I also come back to this. Quinn and Patricia had to get sort of this you know, vote of confidence from the owner to where they're saying, you're coming back. But to me, it felt like they're heading into a prove-it year where if they don't make a run at the playoffs or possibly make the playoffs, I don't know they're coming back in 2021. So to me, Mm. it would suggest you add an impact player right now, most likely on defense, whether it's a corner, whether it's a pass rusher, that, to me, suggests the more likely route. So I still think a trade down is, is – I think they're trying to build up value. I think they're suggesting they could take a quarterback and letting other teams kind of, you know, figure that out and say, all right, got to move up and get our guy.
1: Boy, I love that. I, I mean, I, I could see where they're – so there could be an ultimatum real quick. Like, I got 30 seconds. There's an ultimatum there with the ownership that they got to make the playoffs because that's, that's still a three-win football team. I don't think they're that far away, but I don't know how, yeah. I don't know how close they are.
2: No, I don't, I don't know if that's absolutely the truth, but you heard this kind of statement from, uh, you know, from Mrs. Ford where it was like, uh, you know, read between the lines. You can pretty much tell that's the case. Some people have said around the league, they feel they might be kind of that 49ers team where last year they were 4-12. and Then, you know, the results look terrible. Stafford missed, you know, a big chunk of the season. So I'm not saying they're quite to that level, but I wouldn't be shocked if they have a bounce back year.
1: All right, Eric, I can't thank you enough for the time, my friend. All the best. hope to talk to you again soon, buddy. I'm looking forward to it. See you, man.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.